Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Ah, pop quiz. Is the word Trinity in the Bible? Now, here's a hint, because I'm a nice guy. The word rapture appears exactly the same number of times. <laughs> hey, Hopeful, glad to be with you again from my regular microphone today, and welcome to our journey together, where we're committed together to reading through every word of God's revelation of himself, Monday through Saturday, and considering our own life and work stories in light of that. I hope your Christmas day yesterday was ultimately a blessing, whatever troubles otherwise may have snuck in there. And no, the word Trinity isn't in the Bible. Neither is the word rapture. It's just shorthand that is used for what we observe in the Bible. Like in today's New Testament passage, Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. For he is the one spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, who said, A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John had a camel hair garment with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then people from Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the vicinity of the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Therefore produce fruit consistent with repentance, and don't presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that God is able to raise up children for Abraham from these stones, the axe is already at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that doesn't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is more powerful than I. I'm not worthy to remove his sandals. He himself will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn but the chaff he will burn with the fire that never goes out. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. But John tried to stop him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you come to me. And Jesus answered him, Allow it for now, because this is the way for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then John allowed him to be baptized. When Jesus was baptized, this is the spot, my friends. Pay attention to this. This is one of the most awesome connections to the idea of Trinity that you're going to find anywhere in the Bible. Here we go. When Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water. The heavens suddenly opened for him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove coming down on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And that is Matthew chapter 3. Now, my friends, since our reading is a little bit shorter today, I'm just going to point this out. Uh, that answers another question. Why 
Why does Jesus get baptized? Well, first, it's an identification with sinners, right? He came, according to Isaiah 53, to be counted among the rebels and ultimately has to do this. This has to do with their sin, though Jesus himself had no sin. So in number two, in addition to identifying with us, Jesus also sets an example for us, right? It's an example for the saints. And finally, baptism is not only an identification with sinners and an example for the saints, but it's also a picture of salvation, right? It pictures death and resurrection to new life, such that here at the beginning of Jesus's ministry, we get a picture of the climax of his ministry. That said, our Old Testament segment today is Proverbs chapters 6 and 7. Here we go. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor or entered into an agreement with your stranger, you have been snared by the words of your mouth, trapped by the words from your mouth. Do this then, my son, and free yourself, for you have put yourself in your neighbor's power. Go humble yourself and plead with your neighbor. Don't give sleep to your eyelids or slumber to your eyes. Escape like a gazelle from a hunter, like a bird from a hunter's trap. Go to the ant, you slacker. Observe its ways and become wise. Without leader, administrator, or ruler, it prepares its provisions in summer. It gathers its food during harvest. How long will you stay in bed, you slacker? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest, and your poverty will come like a robber. Your need will come like a bandit. A worthless person, a wicked man, goes around speaking dishonestly, winking his eyes, signaling with his feet, and gesturing with his fingers. He always plots evil with perversity in his heart. He stirs up trouble. Therefore, calamity will strike him suddenly. He will be shattered instantly beyond recovery. The Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble among brothers. My son, keep your father's command and don't reject your mother's teaching. Always bind them to your heart, tie them around your neck. When you walk here and there, they will guide you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you wake up, they will talk to you. For a command is a lamp, teaching is a light, and corrective discipline is the way to life. They will protect you from an evil woman, from a flattering tongue of a wayward woman. Don't lust in your heart for her beauty or let her captivate you with her eyelashes. For a prostitute's fee is only a loaf of bread, but the wife of another man goes after a precious life. Can a man embrace fire and his clothes not be burned? Can a man walk on burning coals without scorching his feet? So it is with the one who sleeps with another man's wife. No one who touches her will go unpunished. People don't despise the thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he's hungry. Still, if caught, he must pay seven times as much. He must give up all the wealth in his house. 
The one who commits adultery lacks sense. Whoever does so destroys himself. He will get a beating and dishonor, and his disgrace will never be removed. For jealousy enrages a husband, and he will show no mercy when he takes revenge. He will not be appeased by anything or be persuaded by lavish bribes. My son, obey my words and treasure my commands. Keep my commands and live and guard my instructions as you would the pupil of your eye. Tie them to your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And call understanding your relative. She will keep you from a forbidden woman, a wayward woman with her flattering talk. At the window of my house, I looked through my lattice. I saw among the inexperienced, I noticed among the youths, a young man lacking sense. Crossing the street near her corner, he strolled down the road to her house at twilight, in the evening, in the dark of night. A woman came to meet him, dressed like a prostitute, having a hidden agenda. She's loud and defiant. Her feet do not stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, she lurks at every corner. She grabs him and kisses him, and she brazenly says to him, I've made fellowship offerings today. I've fulfilled my vows. So I came out here to meet you, to search for you, and I've found you. I've spread coverings on my bed, richly colored linen from Egypt. I've perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come. Let's drink deeply of lovemaking until morning. Let's feast on each other's love. My husband isn't home. He went on a long journey. He took a bag of silver with him, and he will come home at the time of the full moon. She seduces him with her persistent pleading. She lures with her flattering talk. He follows her impulsively like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer bounding toward a trap until an arrow pierces its liver. Like a bird darting into a snare, he doesn't know it will cost him his life. Now, sons, listen to me and pay attention to the words from my mouth. Don't let your heart turn aside to her ways. Don't stray onto her paths, for she has brought many down to death. Her victims are countless. Her house is the road to Sheol, descending to the chambers of death. Doesn't wisdom call out? Doesn't understanding make her voice heard? At the heights overlooking the road, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates leading to the city, at the main entrance, she cries out, People, I call out to you. My cry is to the children of Adam. Learn to be shrewd, you who are inexperienced. Develop common sense, you who are foolish. Listen, for I speak noble things, and what my lips say is right. For my mouth tells the truth, and wickedness is detestable to my lips. All the words from my mouth are righteous. None of them are deceptive or perverse. All of them are clear to the perceptive and right to those who discover knowledge. Accept my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than pure gold." For wisdom is better than jewels, and nothing desirable can equal it. I, wisdom, share a home with shrewdness, and have knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. 
I hate arrogant pride, evil conduct, and perverse speech. I possess good advice and sound wisdom. I have understanding and strength. It is by me that kings reign and rulers enact just law. By me, princes lead, as do nobles and all righteous judges. I love those who love me, and those who search for me find me. With me are riches and honor, lasting wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than solid gold, and my harvest better than pure silver. I walk in the ways of righteousness, along the paths of justice, giving wealth as an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. The Lord acquired me at the beginning of his creation, before his works of long ago. I was formed before ancient times, from the beginning, before the earth began. I was born when there was no watery depths or no springs filled with water. Before the mountains were established, prior to the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the lands, the fields, or the first soil on earth. I was there when he established the heavens, when he laid out the horizon on the surface of the ocean. When he placed the skies above, when the fountains of the ocean gushed out, when he set a limit for the sea so that the waters would not violate his command, when he laid the foundations of the earth. I was a skilled craftsman beside him. I was his delight every day, always rejoicing before him. I was rejoicing in his inhabited world, delighting in the children of Adam. And now, sons, listen to me. Those who keep my ways are happy. Listen to instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Anyone who listens to me is happy, watching at my doors every day, waiting by the posts of my doorway, for the one who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord, but the one who misses me harms himself. All who hate me love death. Wisdom has built her house. She has carved out seven pillars. She has prepared her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her female servants. She calls out from the highest points of the city, saying, Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, Come, eat my bread, and, have the, and drink the wine I've mixed. Leave inexperienced behind, and you'll live. Pursue the way of understanding. The one who corrects a mocker will bring abuse on himself. The one who rebukes the wicked will get hurt. Don't rebuke a mocker or he'll hate you. Rebuke the wise and he will love you. Instruct the wise and he'll be wiser still. Teach the righteous and he will learn more. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for your own benefit. If you mock, you alone bear the consequences. Folly is a rowdy woman. She's gullible and knows nothing. She sits by the doorway of her house, on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling to those who pass by, who go straight ahead on their paths, saying, Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, Hmm, stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten secretly is tasty. But he doesn't know that the departed spirits are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol.
And that, my friends, is Proverbs 6 through 9. We're going to wrap up today with a wisdom segment, even though that's technically wisdom literature. Wrap up with a wisdom segment today, which is Psalm 7. Not a very long one, but it's a a prayer for justice, which is probably a good thing to pray today. Psalm 7, a Shigion of David, which he sang to the Lord concerning the words of Cush, a Benjamite. Let's pray this. Lord my God, I seek refuge in you. Save me from all my pursuers and rescue me, or they will tear me like a lion, ripping me apart with no one to rescue me. Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is injustice on my hands, if I have done harm to one at peace with me or have plundered my adversary without cause, may an enemy pursue and overtake me. May he trample me to the ground and leave my honor in the dust. Salah. Rise up, Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my adversaries. Awake for me. You have ordained a judgment. Let the assembly of peoples gather around you. Take your seat on high over it. The Lord judges the peoples. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness and my integrity. Let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. The one who examines the thoughts and emotions is a righteous man. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge, and a God who shows his wrath every day. If anyone does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has strung his bow and made it ready. He has prepared his deadly weapons. He tips his arrows with fire. See, the wicked one is pregnant with evil, conceives trouble, and gives birth to deceit. He dug a pit and hollowed it out, but fell into the hole he had made. His trouble comes back on his own head. His own violence comes down on top of his head. I will thank the Lord for his righteousness. I will sing about the name of the Lord Most High. Lord God, I... I imagine this is a special week for many, Lord, between Christmas and New Year's. Lord, may we take time to reflect, continue to reflect on the amazing event that we just celebrated yesterday, Lord, that we can reflect on how much more amazing it will be when you return in strength and glory as king and sovereign and judge, bringing justice, Lord, true justice. May we reflect, Lord, on the amazingness of your grace and look forward to a new year with confidence, without fear, knowing who is really in charge. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.